0: side of our disability community and special education communities, we often have crushing pressure coming at us from all sides. Let's talk about it today on this episode of the Special Education Inner Circle Podcast. I'm your host, Katherine Witcher. And today I put up a post that, I put up something similar like this every year as we get into the Christmas season and Thanksgiving is this week and there becomes this chaos that happens around the holidays and in our disability community, we tend to feel the pressure to do things that the mainstream is doing. And this year, I want you to give yourself permission to say no permission to do things differently. So when I made this post and I started to put out that that same thing that I put out every year of like, you do you this holiday season. I shared a picture of a Christmas tree. It doesn't even really look like a Christmas tree. It's just like this little holiday tree. In fact, it's only two feet tall. That's my Christmas tree for this year. That's it, Th- that's all. I'm not going through the big Christmas tree routine because you know what? My family doesn't need me to do that. We're gonna decorate in different ways. We're gonna create some new traditions. We're gonna create some new memories and we're gonna do things our way. And I wanna encourage you to do the same. So you know what, if making the big tree is your thing, go for it. If it's not, you don't have to. There's so much pressure from the outside for us to do things like everybody else. And that's not just in the disability community for parents but it's also in the special education community for teachers. I've experienced both of these as a family member, as a teacher and this pressure, when I say it's crushing, it literally feels like it's crushing you. It becomes overwhelming. If you're struggling with this, you need to figure out what you need to do to let that go. I don't know what that is for you. I don't know if that's stopping the scroll on social media. I don't know if that's surrounding yourself with different people, but let's talk about some of the things that might be crushing you that you don't even realize. And now that you kind of bring it to the surface, you're like, you know what? Yeah. I'm gonna change how I do that. So a couple of things that happen in the disability community when it comes to families. I just talked about holidays. That includes 4th of July. That's a big one. Everybody's going to barbecues. They're going to firework shows. And you know what? You might have to do this totally different, and that's okay. If that means camping out in the basement and creating some new traditions on 4th of July, just do that. So whatever the the, the celebrations are that are happening in your community, and, and you feel this, like, well, everybody else is going. or Or I don't want my other children to miss out. Can I just speak to you as a special needs sibling just for a minute? I never thought that I was missing out as a special needs sibling. My brother has down syndrome. We did things differently. We we had to just make some exceptions and it was just okay. I mean like it wasn't a big deal. I mean it wasn't like just like it was great, you know, a lot of times we had much cooler experiences. I've got different memories, I've got different things that have happened just because our family just navigated the world a little different and it's okay. Like in the grand scheme of things, it's like, it's all good. So if you're worried about your other children, I promise you the memories that you are creating with your family are shaping who your child and your children are going to be. And that's a good thing. When you lean into what, you know, you have a parent instinct for a reason. So I want you to make sure when you have things kind of swirling around in your head, is this your parent instinct or is this the pressure? that's being put on you from the outside. So one of these areas we, you know, it's holidays, but there's so much more. It's not just about holidays. There's crushing pressure in the disability community when it comes to how many therapies is your child going to and which therapies did you choose? Again, you have a parent instinct for a reason. I want you to use that. This is not a competition of who can go to more therapies and spend more time in waiting rooms. Some seasons in your family's life are going to include more therapies and more support than others. That is okay. Another area that is a, Big piece of uh just conflict that happens in the disability community is your choice for what type of school is your child going to go to how much inclusion now remember i say inclusion is an experience not a place you can have inclusion anywhere you can also have exclusion in in anywhere meaning like everybody thinks like inclusion is a child who has an iep going to learn beside those who uh don't have ieps and then we create this inclusive experience but there's a lot of things that happen inside of self-contained classrooms that's not inclusive For all students, even though all students have IEPs. So, you know, inclusion is something different. So when I say inclusion, I'm going to actually just refer to kind of our old school thought of inclusion, right? Of How much are you choosing to push for your child to be in general education classrooms or atmospheres? This is a big pressure point. There's a lot of shaming that happens in the disability community when you make choices that are best for your child that might be different than the specific disability community that you're a part of. Because there's little communities within our community, right? So there's different thoughts depending on your child's diagnosis of how school is supposed to look or what you should be fighting for. If you are choosing to do something different because that's what your child or your family needs at this time, that is okay. You make the decision that you need to make for now. And if that needs to change in the future, you can do that too. There are some other areas like communication tools. This is a big one. Should your child have an AAC device or not? Is it going to stop your child from using verbal language if you get them assistive technology? Um, One, the research says no, but two, there's a lot of shaming that happens when a family chooses to use assistive technology in certain disability communities. The last one I'm just gonna talk about here just for parents, just for a second, then we're gonna hop over and talk about teachers is what it means to be a good friend there's a lot of moms specifically that had mom friends before diagnosis and then different mom friends after diagnosis because the definition of what a good friend is needs to be quite flexible when you go from not being in the disability community and going into the disability community and the pressure of what it means to be a good friend can can just feel overwhelming and you need to redefine that now as a teacher and I've spent a lot of time with teachers over the past six months, probably more time with teachers in the last six months than I've spent with teachers over the last decade, meaning hours and hours and hours of professional development all summer long and just listening to teachers and in hearing what their struggles are. And yes, there were concrete struggles of not having the training, not having the support, having um, impossible caseloads where it's like, it's not humanly possible to be in compliance because the actual minutes written in the IEP uh, like there's not enough minutes in the day to to execute that, so I'm hearing all of those, but then I'm also hearing the other pressures, the things that are you know taking over your brain space and your energy, and those are things like your classroom decor, or you know did you get the latest tool on teachers pay teachers or you know, do you have a side hustle on TPT? And are, are you making that extra income by creating all these extra resources beyond doing what you need to do for your classroom? There's all this pressure when it comes to the materials and the decor in your classroom, let it go. Just let it go. You don't have to succumb to this pressure that is taking away from why you became a teacher. There are so many students right now that need you to show up for who you are and what you do and why you do it. And it has nothing to do with that worksheet or that bulletin board. So you need to step into whatever um, kind of routines or activities you need to take yourself out of this cycle of thinking competition or not feeling good enough as a teacher. Because all the parents that I just described – in the last few minutes, they don't care. They don't care about those things. They care about their child being accepted for who they are and being taught to their potential. And our school system is not set up for that, but teachers can be. Our school system is set up to provide what's appropriate But teachers have the ability to provide more, and that doesn't need to include more fancy things. It means more of you showing up. And if you're thinking, I'm giving everything I've got, I bet you there are some things in your routine as a teacher that you can let go, and you're only doing them because everybody else is, or you thought you had to. And there is a difference between what you have to do and what you can do, should do, all of those things, okay? So you need to start putting these things in different categories. There are things that you have to do. It is part of your job role. There are things that you can do, but it is optional. There are things that you should do, okay, just because this is who you are. This is what you're meant to do. There's all different ways to look at this. Bottom line is there's miscellaneous stuff that you need to take out. And you know what? This even goes to the pieces of the IEP, like fancy data collection, a lot of... uh, Teachers I'm seeing are getting caught up. but I don't know how to take data. I, you know, I've got this way, that way. I hear this, I, you know, digital paper, whatever. I don't care what the data looks like in, in, you know, is it tally marks or is it digital? You have to figure out what works for you, what works best so you can dig in with your students. Don't worry about it being fancy. Some teachers are showing up to IEP meetings with beautiful graphs of data and others are not. You have to do what's right for you. Bottom line, show up with the data, right? You know that I'm, you know, data or it didn't happen, right? Show me the data to support that decision. I don't care what it looks like as in the physicality of it. I care what it looks like and how it reflects for the child. And can we just talk about teacher clothes here for a minute? I know this might seem like seriously, but for the parents who are listening, first of all, the teachers just got some aha moments, parents, as they were listening about you and your struggles and the things that are overwhelming for you. Let me tell you, there's a whole thing in there, uh, you know, the teacher community when it comes to teacher clothes and teacher t-shirts and, you know, having your teacher bestie and, and, you know, dressing the same and doing things that are, that are collaborative when it comes to, you know, just again, your classroom decor or how you dress or what the theme of your room is like, it's unnecessary. If it gives you joy, go for it. If it doesn't let it go in that. So I just want to encourage you again. Remember, I've got a 2 foot Christmas tree and I don't care. Right? That's not what this season is about. As you know, I move into Christmas celebrations, we're going to be talking about the meaning of Christmas in our family. We're going to talk about, you know, the spending time together and the why behind Christmas. We're going to be leaning into Thanksgiving and gratitude and different things. I'm not worried about what I'm bringing to Thanksgiving dinner, which by the way, I have been tasked to bring a cheese platter and some cookies and I'm good with it. I'm good with it. I'm going to go get some cheese and some meat and I'm going to make cookies from a box. So, you know, that, that that's as much as I can do. That's all I can do this holiday season. So, you know what you do, what you need to do to save your energy. So you can put it towards the things, and most importantly, the people who mean the most to you. If this has you thinking, yes, I need to do that. Could you just share this with somebody else who needs to hear this? Leave a like, leave a comment. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, if you could leave a five-star review, it does so much. It helps us reach more parents and teachers who need to be collaborating and working together and setting new traditions together of collaborative work at the IEP table, collaborative work out in our community. We can do this together. So again, any likes, comments, shares, five-star reviews are so very helpful. And of course, at any time you'd like to work together, go on over to masteriepcoach.com and you can see all the upcoming events online, in person. We're going to be in eight different cities in 2023, delivering IEP leadership workshops in addition to helping parents and teachers become master IP coaches. Again, that's at masteripcoach.com and I'll see you guys next time.